0: You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life Great Life. Today's guest is Mister Chris McCoy. So Chris is the founder and CEO of Haven Lighting. Welcome to the program, Chris. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we want to understand a little bit more about you and a little bit about your background and what what inspired you to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So um,
1: I I was lucky enough. My dad was an entrepreneur growing up, and so I was lucky enough to see that that window and. Um, one of the things I like to do these, these podcasts with, with, with people and talk to people about it is because I was lucky enough to see that growing up. And, and, um, and I, frankly, I don't think our education system does, does a very good job at, <laughs> yeah. at, at, uh, at showing kids the other side of the world, if you want to say. And, and, um, and so anytime I can talk about it, I, I, I love to do it.
0: Awesome. So you started out, you know, in the corporate world, like, like most people do. And was there, was there something that happened or was there an event or what, when did you know the timing was right to kind of branch off on your own?
1: Yeah. So, um, so as I said, my father started, was an entrepreneur and and he sold to private equity um, and then retired and hired somebody, they hired somebody else to come in and kind of run that, that, that business. They made some acquisitions. Um, I actually started working. I actually started running the, his original business after he retired, and 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 worked for private equity for for several years, uh, running a couple of divisions of, of that of that entity. And um, during that stint, we sold three times because that's what private equity yeah. does. And uh, and honestly, it just it, it I, I wanted. I was starting to think about running a company that could have a longer term vision than just than just two to three years. And, and being able to I was looking forward to being able to make some decisions that were that were that were longer term decisions versus versus six month to a year decisions. And so so that started coming up in my mind about what, you know, it, it, is there the possibility that I could do this? And then I was in a CEO peer group at the time and I was riding in a car with with another entrepreneur on the way to dinner. And because it was in my mind, I asked him, I said, well, what made you take the job? And his answer changed my life. He said, oh. I, was, I was working for uh, Anderson Consulting, which is now Accenture, I believe. Yeah. And he said, I was working there and living in an apartment. And he said, I looked in the mirror one day and said, what's my worst case scenario? And he said, I was living it. <laughs> I can always go back to doing what I was doing before yeah. and and it's so true in many cases I think to where to where you could always if it doesn't work the fear of failure is not that bad and if it doesn't work you could you could always go back to doing what you were doing or find something else and so um, and so mentally that day I quit and I think I, I ended up quitting my job three months later.
0: Wow. Yeah, it reminds me of the Zig Ziglar quote. It's like, uh, if you don't change something today, then all your tomorrows are going to look like yesterday. And so your, your friends look in the mirror and saying, OK, that, it can't, I, I can't go down from this. This is it. So I can only go up, right?
1: <laughs> right. And, and frankly, it makes it sound worse than it did. I mean, his life wasn't, wasn't bad at yeah. all, but 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 it was true. It, the answer is I can always go back to doing what I was doing before is, 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 I think, true in probably most cases.
0: Yeah. And people are held back by the, the smallest of fears. Like what, what, if, what if I do fail? I mean, and, and again, it's like, what do you have to lose?
1: Right. That's right. And, 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 at, you know, so mentally at the time I was at the point in my life where um, I was in my, I was in my mid to late thirties. And I knew that if I hit 40, I probably wouldn't do
0: it. Yeah. And so
1: I, I put that, I put <laughs> that time frame in my life and said, listen, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it. I need to do it now.
0: Yeah. So talk about some of those early challenges. What, what, what were some of the the pitfalls or what were some of the things that you really had to overcome to, to get that business up and running?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think the biggest challenge is, is, um, is I think the biggest hurdle and we see it in a lot of our customers, frankly, is, is getting over that first hurdle of, you are, you are the entire business you're running. You're not, I mean, I think that's the, that's the challenge that also isn't talked about a lot is you go from having one job to having eight jobs. You are the mm, accountant. Yeah. You are the, you are the, you are production, you are sales, you are marketing, you are, you are the entire business. And um, I think that that hurdle is a big, one that hurdle because it, it, you make that initial investment, you know, into, into starting the business. And then and then you have to make another one fairly quickly because it's pretty early on that you have to hire those that first, whether it's the first employee or the or the I'll call it the first non-productive employee that doesn't produce that doesn't yeah. produce revenue necessarily. Um, you have to hire that first non-productive employee that's an admin kind of person or a salesperson or whatever it is in your business. And and that comes out of your paycheck, <laughs> and so that's a second initial investment that, that you have to make, and, and that's a that's a that's a big hurdle, I think, for a lot of people.
0: What uh, so if if you're talking to somebody who's thinking about starting a business and and they're aspiring to be an entrepreneur, um, I guess what what piece of advice would you would you want to tell that person? What's uh, what do you think would help them the most?
1: And I think I think a tell people. I think it's spreading the word of what you're trying to do. I think that's number one i am I am very blessed and 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 honestly astonished every day on how many people actually want to help you and 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 get you started and I mean early on these people had no business buying from us yeah I, they had no business buying from us and and but they they you know in some cases they wanted to help in some cases they wanted to they wanted to, to be part of some, you know, a growing company in in the early stages, and 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 say, hey, I I I helped them in the early days, and, and in some cases, you know, they, we have a great product. So in some cases, they won they won the product, but that 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 initial connection. I mean, you know, we're we're five to six years into this. Um, I still I still talk I still communicate with customer number one, and yeah. you know, because they went out on a ledge early on. Um, with us, those people are treated in our company. Those, treat, those, they, those people are treated immensely well. If they call, you know, with anything, we mm-hmm. go because they helped us so early. They get treated. They get treated like like gold.
0: And and expand on that a little bit because I mean relationships and 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 with your customers um, and that 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 whole. Uh, I guess, how, talk about the importance of that in, in a business, especially a small business uh, with your customers to get repeat business and people coming back to you.
1: It is, it's, it's, it's immensely important. Um, and those relationships just help build the business from, they help spread the word. Yeah. And, and, and word of mouth is, is I think, I think, I think still today exists and is still big. Um, not everything is Google PPC and and things like that. It's also, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still a firm believer that people buy from people No. no matter, no matter how big of a, of a sale you're, you know, we just, yesterday, we just got back from Eastern Kentucky university and it's still a people buy from people sale, you know, and it's an immensely different scale from where we started, but, but, um, and so those relationships matter. I think, I think, I think beyond that regarding the relationships, um, the culture that you build in the business around those relationships matter. I mean, everybody in the, we have a mantra around here that if the phone rings and, you know, we, we sell a lot through professional installation companies and these guys are in the field, you know, needing help. And, you know, as any technician um, industry industry would, and we have a mantra around here that if somebody calls in from the field, you drop everything and answer that call. Now, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. And, and because they're sitting there, they're on the clock, they're they're charging their customer and uh, that response time and that and, and those relationships really, really matter. They're depending on us. And, and, you know, I'm the type of person I out of college, I started in the service industry. So mm-hmm. um, I'm the type of person that, that if something isn't working correctly, I, I don't sleep. And so and so that that culture is just innate in our business. And it, I think it's I think it's highly important.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, and I was going to get to that as a culture because uh, so many guests we have in this program talk about the importance of, of culture in there, and that's um, and, and I like how you describe that that culture because it really shows the value to not only the end customer but also um, you know your 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 customer, which may be a contractor out there servicing the end customer in that, and they're going to call you back, right? Because they know that when I call, you know Chris or somebody in his company is going to pick up the phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think it also helps. I mean, we use it internally, not it it kind of grew from just because that's, that's my personality, Uh but but it also grew, helps grow the organization because uh, we have all five-star reviews on Google. um, And frankly, 95% of our five-star reviews on Google are people that have problems Mm. and, and, and they call and they give you a review because we, you know, we use that as you know, humans want to return favors. Yeah. Lately. There are several books on that, um, but if the, if you help them and and went overboard to help them, they see that as a favor. And so if you ask them for a favor in return and doing a review, they jump all over it, and it's a huge opportunity. And those Google reviews matter for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's. I mean, that says a lot right there. That most of those five star reviews are people have problems, and so. Um, you know, people appreciate that, that you recognize as a problem, you fix their problem and, and do that. That's pretty cool. And I, I love well, what not you said. only that, but the people yeah.
1: reading the reviews, those uh-huh. are the re- reviews they want to read. They don't yeah. want to read necessarily that everything went great. Yeah, I never heard from the company. They want to because that's their biggest fear. What happens yeah. if I have a problem? That's their biggest fear from buying from anybody in any in any industry. Right. What are you going to do when I have a problem? And, and the answer is right there on Google. We're going to help. We're going to jump overboard and help you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I, I I love what you said. Um, that word of mouth is is truly the the best best way to to, to drum up business is is word of mouth. Um, and my my wife is is uh, example of this too because when we moved to Florida and we're looking for places, she didn't go to Google and look things up. She asked her neighbors, like, "Well, who do you go to for your nail? Na- no, yeah, for your uh, nails. Right. Who do you go to to get your hair done?" And and just getting. People's feedback of who they trust and who they go to uh, goes a long way.
1: You know, I, it, and, and you never know where people are going to end up too. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean,
1: back when I was working under private equity, we sold a lot to the automotive, automotive markets and, um, and we were trying to get into other markets. Well, during 2007, 2008, there were a lot of layoffs in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. All those people went in the medical, all those engineers went, ended up in the medical field. And then all of a sudden, we started selling a lot in the medical field because they had a great experience with our business from the automotive field and, and brought us effectively into the medical field. And so it enables us to diversify um, some of it strategic, but some of it by accident because, because of that, that the nature of, of, of the markets.
0: What are some uh, current uh, I, I will call them problems, but you know, what, what, what type of improvements are you looking to your business right now you, in terms of either growth or, or internal processes or what's, what's going on inside?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we are really trying to, um, proceduralize our, um, as we have grown, um, it, we were a fairly flat organization. Um. And and we've we're making that leap from a flat organization to be a tiered organization, which we're kicking we're kicking and screaming doing yeah. it. Um, and, which is kind of the second biggest, the second you know the first was the higher that that first layer. The, the second one is not is to get a get a layered organization, and, and uh, including myself, the organiz- the whole organization is is pushing hard against it, and 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 we're 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 going over that tier now. But it's really causing us to look at. Um, proceduralizing our communication and 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 the way the way we everybody in the organization presents themselves to the customer and what you wear when you go visit the customer, you know, and and how you communicate and the bullet points that you cover and, you know, we want you to we want you to individualize that communication to, to you to your style. But we also want you to follow the structure of the of the seven bullet points that we have on the page and make sure, you know, when you get there, you cover, you know, here are the things that I'm, that I'm going to do today. And, and, and there's a structure in that communication that that, frankly, we were small enough before that that you didn't really need that structure. But now that we, we've got more employees and we've got um, it, this culture has to be more proceduralized and, and, and documented. Yeah. and training and training is important i mean before i could just take a new employee and say come with me i'll show you how to do it and now now we need to that we're working on all those procedures to 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 more standardize that process
0: yeah and that's and that's uh you know it's a big undertaking to go like you said from a flat organization to a tiered organization because you don't want to lose that culture you don't want to you know anything to fall through the cracks as you as you go from this to this
1: yeah that's right that's right and and um and it's It's, it's, you read all the books and the business books, and they tell you that it's a hard jump and, and you're like, yeah, okay. It can't be that hard. It's hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) And according to the sign behind you, you're building something kick-ass there too, right? So yeah.
1: Yeah. That's one of my favorite. (laughs) It's one of my favorite posters that we
0: have around here. Um, You were talking about uh, it. Uh, something reminded me is, is, is do you do things today still with personal growth for yourself?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, yes, I am I am in um, so I am in a CEO peer group um, that I meet with. I have a couple uh, entrepreneurial friends that I that I that we touch base very regularly once a month at least. Um, just just go over what's happening in your business. Um, un, more on more informal than the, than the CEO peer group. Um and then I'm also I use a business coach. Um so yes, and and I read a lot of books, but mm-hmm. actually I listen to a lot of books. I don't I don't read them, but I'm in the car enough to where yeah. and on airplanes enough that I listen to a lot of books. But um all three of those things I we 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 I personally invest a lot of money into those into those avenues. I like I said, just just yeah, I have found it like in the CEO peer group to where you know, we're in these meetings and I'll hear something and don't even think it's really relevant to my business. And then two years later, I'll say, Hey, I remember in that meeting two years ago, this guy did this and now yeah. it is relevant. To my yeah. business. And, and so sometimes I'll end up calling that person and say, Hey, walk me through this. Cause I remember you went through this. Um, what did you do? What, what were the hurdles that you ran into? And, um, you know, we're all trying to do that. Frankly, um, you know we're all putting trying to put our unique touch on it but frankly people have done this before and and getting that knowledge and getting that experience and 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 you know whether you use it or not learning what other people have gone through is, is is very valuable
0: yeah and that's we've seen that a consistent a lot of interviews we've done with highly successful people like yourself where you don't know what you don't know and, and you learn some things in these groups and investing a lot of money into that. Everyone said that. They spend a lot of money for that and they get value back out of things like uh, networking groups or, or CEO peer groups yeah. or uh, masterminds and things like that.
1: I mean, it, not only on the business side, honestly, mm-hmm. on the personal side, yeah. I think it's both. On the personal side, they, You know, these people have become friends and these people are going Ha- are going through or have gone through things that I'm going through that, frankly, I can't talk to my normal friends about because they've never, they don't even understand can't what I'm talking about. You know, and I mean, there are some days that I think most entrepreneurs say, you wake up and be like, what in the world did I, am I doing?
0: <laughs> and, then there, <laughs> and then there
1: are other days where, where, you know, it's fantastic. And, and, and those days where you wake up and say, what am I doing? What? Why? You know. What is? Why am I here? And you know, there are times where it helps to talk to somebody that's been through those 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 days and weeks because they 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 certainly occur.
0: So uh, you know, and, and on the lines of of kind of your your personal life, is is your life uh, better than you think it would be if you had stayed where you were back before you were forty and. Uh, and, and, and how is, how is your life now and and how is it better if it is?
1: That's a really good question. Um, it's definitely different, um, than, than it, than it would have been. Um, I, I think it's better just because I have more control over, over, over my life. Um, you know, I was at the time I was, I was just wore out. I was traveling all over the world and, and I, I just got to a point where I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to do this, I, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm not going to do this for somebody else. And, um, and so it let me pick and choose a little bit on what, what kind of business we wanted to have and, mm-hmm. and how much, how, you know, our business today is focused pretty much in the United States. So, um, I'm not traveling all over the world anymore. And, um, and I like that. I definitely like that better. Um, I will also say and give credit to the company that I work for that um, I learned a heck of a lot from 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 private equity. I learned, you know, I had a I had a CEO that I work for that um, I repeat this line all the time. He, he used to t- say, I will go anywhere in the world for a cup of coffee with a customer or a competitor. And. And, and he was dead. Right. Every, mm-hmm. you know, I repeat that internally because we we, we went to North Carolina earlier this week and, and, and you just learn so much just talking, talking to, even if they don't end up being, pretend, you know, customers, yeah. the takeaway that you get into, into, you know, we were talking to a city manager of a small town that, that wanted lighting, you know, throughout the main street of the town. And, um, and so, that experience will will drive our business over the next over the next two to three years, and a little bit, di- you know, in a it, 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 we're on this rocket ship going up, and 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 if you if you if you change the 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 direction one percent, you end up in a completely different place, mm-hmm. right? And so those little one percent changes matter.
0: Awesome. So we're running out of time here, but how can our our audience uh, learn more about Haven Lighting or get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, perfect. So uh, we have a website. Uh, it's havenlighting.com. Uh, we also have, uh, you can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, all the social media platforms, but, um, or you can email us at haven, at havenlighting.com.
0: Awesome. Great stuff. Well, thanks, Chris. Our guest today has been Chris McCoy, who's the founder and CEO of Haven Lighting. Thanks so much, Chris. It's been great. You bet. i enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoy listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.